Good morning. Happy Saturday. Welcome to another edition of the Northland Sports Page. Anybody wondering, that song's called Good Times Roll. We let the good times roll from 10 to noon every Saturday. That song has always been an indicator that the show is about to start. Ready to go. As it's Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook. But we've talked about that song can also mean you're at Mars Lake View Arena because you like to do that for me. Uh, specifically you did it again when, this week. Yeah, when you come in the building, we play it just so, just so you are ready to go. Absolutely. And I was ready back earlier this week when Duluth Marshall played against the Lumberjacks of Cloquet Esco Carlton. With our fancy laser and smoke right. show. Right. Marshall pulling out all the stops for the hockey these days. And They'll be doing that again today. Mars Lakeview is going to be a busy spot. College and high school puck. Yeah, we got a lot going on today. We've got uh, the Saints women who won last night in overtime. Uh, Abby Polkamp, who's our captain, decided just to take the whole thing on her back and scored in overtime with like 30 seconds into overtime. A couple dangle moves and buried it, and the place went nuts, which was which was a lot of fun. Julianne needed a, a win, like she needed to breathe, and she got one. Um, and then, yeah, the Hilltoppers are playing tonight. I'm sure we'll have another smoke show. It's Against one of those, and he means pregame. He's not predicting the score when he says that. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not. It's one of those teams. It's a conglomeration team that picks a different name, right? And yeah, so I, I think you've got Northern you, Lakes. Yeah, and, and, but and I don't know what body that consists of, water, of. And I knew that, and I hope they're not listening because I'm not being negative. I just don't no. know where you're from. I was going to say, to be fair, when you say Northern Lakes, that's what most of the rest of the U.S. thinks Minnesota is. Yes, hundred percent. That just Northern well, Lakes, and that's what they think. Many folks in Minneapolis think that. So why wouldn't the rest of the country think that? Right, but again, if you want sports today in the area, you can find it easily. There is basketball at the Rife. There is basketball at Duluth East. There is plenty of hockey at Mars. There is hockey at Heritage. There is hockey in Hermantown. There's, Maybe the best matchup you're going to find might be at that arena today with War Road coming calling. Yeah, it's because War Road's there, right? Hermantown and War Road's going to be a war, but the best matchup that I think there's going to be is Proctor Little Falls today. All right, well, if you're going to flex your alma mater, I'm going to do it too because at Heritage, Minnetonka, and Duluth East Tango. That's so a pretty good one too. If you want to talk about traditional programs in the area for high school hockey, there are a bunch today. Yeah, there really, really are. I mean, you can if if you're looking for sports today, you can find it. Not even on the TV. Like you can go elsewhere and, and actually experience firsthand. Because there's if, some stuff going on on TV, right? No doubt. And if you're venturing out to any of these games in the area today, you can stop at great businesses that support us as well. And Dave Cook is going to tell you about each of them right now. Yeah, you know, today is a sports day, Brian. And what a better spot to go than Sammy's Pizza, right? I mean, you grab it on the go. It's what we're known for. You know, again, down in Minneapolis, what's northern Minnesota known for? Woods, lakes, Sammy's Pizza. Right. Our next uh, our next sponsor, Brian, is however the one you and I go to, uh, and we encourage everybody that's going to an event. You know, if you're going to go have grab something to eat with the family or whatever. If you're going to Proctor today, it's it's right there. It is right there, and that's the Blackwoods. Uh, that's Blackwoods Group and their location, starting with the one in Proctor, because you know if it, enough seating, it's got the event center next to it. Um, great place to go. Uh, two harbors. If you're running up the shore today. It's probably cold, so it'll be a great spot to go in and grab a toddy or grab grab lunch or do whatnot. Blackwater right downtown, right, which I know you've been to more than once. You like their more chocolate than a few fondue, times. I, I do like all of that good stuff, and and don't forget Tavern because we talked about all these things with Scholastica, all these things with high school. Oh, by the way, UMD is super busy today. The men and women are both in town at Amsoil, but when you're around campus, I've said this before during football games, if you score a touchdown and just keep going Forrest Gump style. You can go ahead and make an order at Tavern on the Hill as well. Absolutely. And again, the $6 delivery. I mean, how do you argue with that? And finally, the one that, that I, when I'm bringing somebody into town, we, we hit the Blackwoods group, uh, the Blackwood restaurant on 26th because you got a great view of the lake. you got excellent food, great people. Blackwoods uh, group here in Duluth uh, and, and northern Minnesota. Mount Royal Bottle Shop. So if you don't make it uh, to the Two Harbors, I was going to say, if you're going to camp in front of a TV and watch sports today. And you'll need a little bit of a toddy. need a libation to help you yep, out. Exactly. Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies with all the hockey teams around, especially Minnetonka and East. And I believe, stuff, where are you going to go? Just to go further, I believe the Icebreaker Tournament is going this weekend as well. Oh, that's right. right? So if you need sharpening, you need a new stick, you need all the paraphernalia that goes with, uh, goes with the sport, I mean... Until, yeah, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies. Number one right of the board. next to Heritage. You right. just have to walk you over. You can complete your checklist right there. Yep. Um, we've got Mike Regan at Christensen Group Insurance. Arola Architecture Studio, the original. Hoops Brewing. We'll hear a little bit from them in a, in a little while. OAR Holdings. Again, Brian, we have a smoke show at, at Mars Lakeview. I mean, we've got 
all these players that have come and uh, are looking to play and have an exciting atmosphere. Um, Kraus Heating and Cooling, your carrier HVAC authorized dealer, and an advantage emblem and screen printing. I was going to say, all these teams you see in town, how many of their jerseys or apparel came from Advantage Emblem as well? So everything ties together because, again, you look at the sports calendar here for January the 13th and just about anything you want, you can find. But if you don't want to venture out, because let's just say it's not warm, that's being honest. If you don't want to venture out, you said there are things on TV as well. One of those big things on TV basically all weekend is the NFL playoffs. But when it comes to the NFL playoffs, you can also listen to the games right here on this station as well. But why are we bringing up everything local first? couple of reasons. Number one, Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook, we're the Northland Sports Page. That's what we do. Absolutely. We love to focus and work and attend local sporting events. What's the other reason we're bringing up the NFL playoffs after everything local? Our favorite team is not in it again. Right. Our favorite team is not. Our preseason picks, I mean, I've still got one. I got one. Yeah. We both got our NFC survivors. Right, wouldn't that mine's, be a, mine's in a tailspin and yours is new to this whole equation? Right, wouldn't that be fun though if they ended up playing each other for something? Like we would actually have to do a little something uh, as well, far. Spoiler as, alert: If they did, it would actually be in Detroit. Which five six weeks ago I wouldn't have said that because I took the Eagles to lose the Super Bowl. You know, you always talk about the next person that you talk to just out and about um, who listens to the show and it surprises you. So I was at a job fair the other day. And I was talking to the iron workers because, you know, that's part of part of what I do is deal with uh, getting kids into the trades. And Brian Nelson, who has been the person uh, who I've contacted with the iron workers for the last five years is retiring. So he introduced me to the new guy. New guy is a is a listener of our show. We were talking about stuff. So uh, excited to have another listener that I can actually verify. Now, did he compliment you? Because every time you tell me about people who listen to the show, you love to label yourself as the other guy. But if these people know you better, that couldn't happen here. Oh, no, no. 100% that's what happened because Brian said that. Yeah, he's on the radio show. He's the other guy. So, I think you're making this up. No, I think this is 100%. common man style. This no, is a bit. Nope, that is not. Now, now, just because the sales team sent an email yesterday that we were both on that it said the Brian Prudhomme show, that is not what it is. <laughs> I was waiting for you to read no, that and call me and go, what in the bleep is this all the, about? The other guy may have been a bit by Brian Nelson, yeah, but right. it certainly wasn't a bit from me because I just nod. Right. All right, fair enough. But we promise you that both of us are here, Brian Bruno and Dave Cook. We are both involved in this, even if the Vikings are not involved at all in the NFL playoffs. But that did do one good thing for us. It did spearhead an opening topic for today because we're sports fans. We still care about the postseason in just about every sport you can find. And we're used to it because we're sports fans in Minnesota. We care even when our favorite teams aren't involved. So we're going to address that today twofold, and we're going to do it rapidly because this hour is going to move quickly. Oh, yeah. We've got Dave Hoops. We've got Julianne Vasicek coming up later. But we decided to talk about what's your favorite playoff game, sport by sport, that you didn't have a dog in the fight. And for Minnesota fans, there's a lot to choose from. But we also opened it up to Division One college as well. Because the minute we talked about football, we're going to mention some NFL games, but I laughed because you and I both had the same favorite postseason game that we didn't care who won. We just enjoyed it. Yeah, and, and frankly, after this year, there might be one or two more that that get added in because this was as good. A, this is like college basketball, good college football players. Right. And that's going to be kind of the other prong to the topic is we're going to discuss their postseasons, but which one's better, the college format or the pro format? Some of them are easy one way. Some of them to me are easy the other way. Yeah. And, and for me, I think it's simple when it comes to what's the best format. Um, but yes, the rest of it we can discuss. College basketball is the way it should be done. Um, but college basketball is the best. Ask any business owner around the end of March, beginning of April, how much work is being done because everybody's staring at their brackets. Yeah, I, I just think that that that's the easy right one. But the other ones all have their their positives. All right. So since we started down the basketball road and we gave the nod to college as being the best one, do you want to start there with your favorite playoff games that didn't involve a team you cared about? College, I think it's going to be old. College, I think is going to be hard to pick a game because there's been so many. But NBA, we talked about this. It's not always games. It's the whole series because yeah. so many of those playoffs, you know, it comes down to seven or six or buzzer beaters to clinch it. And it's not necessarily one game. It's, it's man, I love this rivalry. I love when they play each other. Yeah, mine. So 
you're going to have to help me out with some of these because I remember the one team and how exciting the series was, but sometimes I'll get the other team mixed up. All I right. know this is surprising. I am your nookie blankie. I am your safety net. So first of all, for college basketball, it's the Jordan Ewing game. It's the Georgetown-North Carolina game. Okay. That, so Dad and I... I thought maybe it was going to be Georgetown-Villanova when Villanova shocked the world. Nope, because Dad and I were playing uh, basketball out in the front. Um, but he had brought the little black and white TV and had plugged it in. So it was dark out. We were playing. It was decent weather, and uh, we were watching that game at the same time. So that's the game that I remember most because it meant the most, not just the game itself, but it was also Jordan and Ewing. So it was, right. it was good. All right. So for me, it's a weird game because I didn't have a dog in the fight, but as a repercussion, I would because it's the game that got Johnny Flynn the draft stock that he got. It's the multiple overtime game. Again, what is it with, you know, these big East schools? I believe it was, I'm trying to remember now if it was Syracuse and UConn or Syracuse and Georgetown, but either way, it was a multitude of overtimes and I might have to Google that to be sure. All I know is we always talk about the day after the Super Bowl should be a holiday because nobody wants to go to work after watching a good sporting event or partying too hard or combination. I wasn't partying at all. I just thought I was going to be home about three hours earlier than I was because in the final minutes, okay, as soon as this ends, I'm going home. Five, six overtimes later, okay, I'm still going home when this ends, but I hope that's still today. Well, you know, the, the thing is, Brian, and it, it goes back to what you talked about, there are so many college playoff games that ring a bell. I mean, you remember uh, Loyola Marymount when, when they were running up and down the, the floor. I mean, that was must-watch basketball. Right. Like, you had to stop and go see Loyola score almost 200 points. I mean, you remember remember the. Uh, I feel better. It was Syracuse UConn. Remember, I'm the, not crazy. The uh, the undefeated Vegas team. You know, when with Grandmama and Stacy Ogman, you yes. had to watch. That was must watch basketball. Duke UNLV. Yeah, and so and so college basketball lends itself to those amazing games that you just had to stop and watch. Where not every other sport does that. Right, and many would argue that's why college is so much better because the NBA doesn't do that often enough. And I think our topic kind of confirms that because, again, there are good games, but better series. The rivalry series are the ones that come to Right. Mind. Now, the one thing that I took out, because it'd be easy to say, well, Lakers-Celtics, because it's still talked about and it's, you know, it's been 40 years almost since it mattered, and in some cases more than that. I took that out because we ruled that we didn't have a dog in the fight. When the Celtics were playing, I had a dog. I'll bet you yours are similar to mine. Okay. All right. It's Reggie Miller against the Knicks. It is. <laughs> that one where, where he does the choke thing to yep. spike. That uh that is probably my favorite series. I was of gonna all say time. the Knicks were in some awesome ones that they never won because yes, thank goodness. they had some good series with the Bulls, they had some great series with the Pacers, they had some great series with the Heat. How many of those did the Knicks actually win? The Kawhi Leonard Toronto series yep. where he just became Kawhi Leonard and not just as much as I hate to say it, the Cleveland Golden State series where Cleveland actually won. Yeah, I didn't like the outcome showed up, right? Kyrie Irving makes a huge shot and LeBron finally gets it done. I didn't like the outcome, but that was a cool series. You know, Bulls Jazz, to be honest. Yes, I was was, going to go there. was pretty amazing. Now, again, did I have no dog in the fight? Technically, geographically, correct. I wasn't cheering for the Bulls. I never did. See, but that's one of those games where you could sit back at series and just say, that guy and that guy versus that guy and that guy. And the NBA does lend itself to, you know, Pippen and Jordan versus right. uh, Stockton. And, and the uh, NBA openly admits it. Guy. If you're a video game player and you ever played NBA Jam as a kid, that is a two-on-two game on purpose because the NBA can do that with every team. Yeah. And, and, you know, that Orlando run when it was right. Penny and Shaq. Orlando and Houston. Yep. That was that was a heck of a series as well. So you know what else was fun, but it was one series and it was kind of one time only. Lakers Blazers back yeah. in Rashid Wallace with Portland. Yep, and that Portland was Portland should have won right? and kind of you know dribbled down their leg to use a basketball term. Yeah, that's that Kobe step back, right? Yes, to win it. and Shaq with his mouth wide open on the best alley oop you'll ever see. Yeah, yeah, to a guy that doesn't have to jump to dunk anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the thing about the NBA is that it's series, it's not games. It's the same in the NHL. Like last year, Edmonton's uh, team, I just started to follow Edmonton's team because, again, about the time I go to bed. But I also wanted to, you know, listen to those guys. Right. And and they were so ridiculously hot going into the playoffs. And I believe it was Calgary last year. And uh, those teams had played each other twice right before the right before the series. And uh, just the war that went on between those two teams. And, you know, Edmonton can score and score and score. And Calgary was a tough guy team. And, 
Yeah, it was that was a great series. I love the way you look me right in the eye and you Mike Tice that. That's a tough guy team. Yeah. Well, and and take it back further. North Stars Red Wings, North Stars Blackhawks. Yep. You know, but so, again, heavy dog in the fight there. Yeah, but the series was um, I mean it was little, so I cared, but I I didn't know. You but didn't to know watch why Denny you cared. Savard be ridiculous yeah. against us was still thrilling. See, and I agree with you back in the day on that. But if you want to go to the NHL, that's the one I struggle with the most because I'm going, maybe this is an indictment on me, especially a guy who covers hockey for this station. But if the Wild aren't in it, NHL-wise, I'm glancing. The remembrance for me of one that was important was, you know, Dallas-Buffalo Stanley Cup Finals. But that was residual effect of of Dallas had just become Dallas. It was hard to hate them because it was new. But Derek Plant... But it wasn't because Derek Plant, Brett Hull, and Jamie Langenbrenner were on that Dallas team that won. That's true. Are you bummed for those guys? No, you're not. No, but I became a Hasek fan. That was the one where I became... No, was Cujo or was it Hasek? I want to say that was Dominic Hasek, but Tilford Davis will clarify, I'm sure, because I don't know know a bigger Dominator fan than that. Yep. Um, but I but I was a, a Mogilny Pat Lafontaine fan as well because the Sabres were fun back then. But the uh, the Colorado Avalanche their first run was fun. Um, when who did they play? The the one team that I'm I'm glad um, or our wish would have lost, and it, so it mattered that way was Vegas. So the thing about the NHL with me is it's easy to pick a team that you're cheering for or cheering against when it comes to Vegas, right? right. And, and so I that's don't, a little harder because then I end up kind of with a you dog, have a in, the dog fight. in the fight. Yeah. See, and I'm the ultimate example of not having that because when it's not my favorite team in the NHL, I just become attached to the game. Or I don't. I don't stay with it long enough. But if I see a tight game, no matter who's playing, I'll tune in. And that's where I look at last year's playoffs as an all-encompassing just great playoffs because every other minute somebody was in overtime or a multiple overtime game. And even if you're a casual, and I love using that word on this show – you're going, well, well, I'll watch this. It's it's 2-2 with a minute left, and, and suddenly you're glued. Right. The whole reason we watch sports, Scholastica's women's game was that way. It was a bad game for two and a half periods. Right. And the last half of the third period was crazy. And the Stanley Cup is a gorgeous trophy, and it's, you know, the Stanley Cup finals, game seven, all the hockey bobos will say it doesn't get better than that. See, I think it does, and I don't mean necessarily in other sports. Give me high school, give me college hockey all the time yep. over the NHL. But that has everything to do with where we live. I, I think the one team that Vikings fans should cheer for, though, and you don't have to have a dog in the fight, but this one you might, is the Maple Leafs because they're the same thing. Great, 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 great. Oh, they lost again in the first round. Right. right? There are less memes about the Vikings, I promise you that. Yes, exactly correct. All right, so we've covered basketball and hockey because they're the active sports right now. Football technically is active, but not so fast Vikings fans. Do you want to go there first or do you want to go to baseball? Because Baseball is weird. Yes. Because I would much rather attend and be part of the atmosphere of collegiate baseball. We kind of were uh, yeah, we with the Northwoods League. Omaha when we talked about right. this. I think that would be sweet to just go and absorb and be part of. I don't follow it enough to have a passion for it. When it's on, cool. I'll tune in a little bit. To be quite honest with you, I prefer NCAA softball over all of it yeah. at times. But it's it's Major League Baseball for me. I don't remember getting too enwrapped in playoff series that didn't involve the Twins. Watch them all. My other dog would be the Red Sox, so I couldn't bring them up either. But I could before I was truly a fan because my first biggest memory is the Buckner moment. I was seven. Oh, God, I'm old. I was in my college dorm watching that. Yeah. Um, The uh, one, and I know that it's going to sound like I had a dog in a fight, but this is before um, I cared about the Cardinals as much as I do now. Um, the Kansas City St. Louis uh, Highway Series, where oh, because Joaquin of the way Andujar that ended, got screwed. Right. Yes. So uh, that well, one the, was one. And the Gibson home run. We brought that up a hundred times on the show. We'd be remiss if we didn't again. Yep. The um, the other one is uh, the year that Houston got into into the playoffs for the first time, and and it was what back it was back with. BGO and Bagwell and Mike Scott and, and that group. Uh, you got your arrows goofed up a little but bit. But it's the Mike Scott years. That Mike Scott was 1986, okay. lost to the Mets. So it was Bagwell Mike, and BGO might have been your the, age. It was the Mike Scott season yeah. against the Mets. And that team, that that uh, that uh, Astros team, was a whole lot of fun getting there as well because they hadn't been there. Right? So when the yeah, Orioles that was, make a run that next was year. Kevin Bass and that crew. When the, Orioles, Davis. when the Orioles make a run next year or if the Giants make a run next year. We can say it's, they were like that. 
See, I like the Giants, but those are the World Series that kind of put me to sleep. Remember when, you know, Brian Wilson and the Beard, those were in back-to-back World Series? Yeah, the Kevin Mitchell teams were good. Yes, but but after that, those were the ones that I kind of go, oh, whatever. I mean, I think we all tuned into the Earthquake Series because of the Earthquake. The other the other series that was that for me, and again, it was because how many family were involved, engaged in it. Nobody had, nobody cared, but it was a We Are Family Pirates. The 79 Orioles Pirates World Series. And of course, Dave Parker's always been one of my you know favorite ball players, and um, that team. There were so many people around me that were just locked in on that series that that series held a lot more. You know what I mean? It held a lot more for me as well. Right. I think two teams that I liked, but I didn't have a dog in the fight because I liked them both. I loved that Blue Jays Phillies series with Mitch Williams yeah. surrendering the bomb to Joe Carter. That was great. The other ones that I struggled with because of no dog in the fight. Did I adopt one because? In the late 80s, early 90s, I hated the Oakland Athletics. I don't anymore. I feel bad for that whole organization. But the Gibby home run came against Oakland. The Earthquake Series, San Francisco lost. But newsflash, I was rooting for them. The Reds pummeled Oakland in 90. I loved it. But I didn't bring it up because dog in fight. Yeah. I adopted one. I rescued a pet. <laughs> that's that's very true. I mean, we've had the uh, Harvey Wallbanger... Uh, Brewers against the Cardinals was a fun one. And so right. uh, there's a, there's I a known, lot of, I think I would have been a Cardinals fan because it involved a team in Wisconsin. Yeah. But that team in Wisconsin was a slow pitch softball team. Right. Like they were, they were fun to watch. Matthew Leekroy like, was born too late. Yeah. He'd have been great. Pete and Cavilia, you know, all those guys that are just like that, you know, Joey Gallo would have been fantastic on that team. That's the kind of team they were. Absolutely. I brought up Glenn Davis earlier his cousin Topher to the rescue here. It was yes. Dominic Hostick and Hall skate was in the crease per Topher. I don't think he's wrong on either. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, things happen. I wonder where his heart was there because he's a big Dominic Hossack fan, but he's a big UMD Bulldog fan. So a couple of Bulldogs hoist a cup at the expense of the Dominator. Yeah. I mean, I know it was a good series. I just can't ever, ever cheer for Dallas. But that was, I want to say, year one or two that they existed. Still couldn't right away? Nope. Because I did for a while because nope. it was just change I, of jersey I've on our you, guys. I've told you on this radio show that them moving to Dallas – I disconnected from the NHL until Immediately. the wild came. Wow. Yes. Good for you. So, See, you're so much more disciplined than I am. But it's why I no wonder hard. why your fantasy team is the adult in the room. It's, in this one, you always are. It's why the NHL for that 10-year, 12-year period is so hard for me because I didn't pay attention at all. All right. So we're doing football last because we love the NFL, but we both immediately said, well, wait a minute. For this topic, can we bring up Texas USC? And we both said, yep, because yeah. That's nothing, the best football nothing beats that seen. for me. I was in grandma's sports garden and I was known for doing laps in grandma's sports garden or even hitting the dance floor. If you want to visualize that, don't, but I did it. That game was on while I was in that bar. Nobody moved that night. Grandma's sports garden, although it had the word sports right in it after certain hours was not a sports bar. It was that night. That is the single best football game I've ever watched. They were just throwing haymakers. There was talent everywhere. Vince Young, I don't know what you can say. Vince Young, by himself at quarterback, won that game. Right. I mean, he had players. The problem with him. that is, if you were a Titans fan, that's that's the Johnny Flynn game for Vince Young, and it, he elevated himself, and then you got nothing as a pro career. Do you know how good Vince Young would be right now when they embrace I know. running quarterbacks? I know. Oh, but it, that game is singly the best game. But here's here's the story: uh, semifinals of this year, the. Michigan, Alabama, Texas, Washington games. Those are phenomenal. Those are pretty dang close. Right. What do you think of the Washington decision to go be that guy, Mr. DeBoer? Um, I, I, we always talk about you want to be the guy after the guy that replaces the legend. Yeah, and and I think that's probably going to happen. But what do you do? Like if you're a, if you're a lifer and he's a lifer, right? Because he started Division Three right. and worked his right. way up. If you're a lifer and somebody gives you the keys at Alabama. Don't you just have to say yes? It's kind of like well, if that's the just Yankees it. Who call. Who says no? Yeah, if the Yankees call and say you want to be manager here, how do you how do you, how, how do you, do you Lou Brown? No? How do you Lou Brown that phone call? Oh, I don't know. I got a guy on the other line about some white walls. Can I call you back? Yeah, I, I I think that if Alabama calls, they've got the most money. They've got the most history. You can. I mean, you're never going to need for anything. And if you're confident in your ability, um, why why wouldn't you go there? Real quick so we can get to Dave Hoops. I struggle with NFL football games not being memorable. A lot of them are. But again, I become Mr. Animal Allies because I have a dog in the fight quickly. I, 
I don't know if it's because I have a theory about that team going in. We're going to do pick them later in this show, and you're going to find out how we feel about each of the teams that are still alive. Or if it's because you just watch a game unfold and somebody got a call or somebody did something where you're like, well, now I hope this team wins. I have a hard time saying I didn't care. So I agree with you because I love the sport and there's things I love about um, the sport. And if the team that is out there does those things and I love crazy defense. And so the Bears Patriots game uh, in 85, right? But yeah, the after the Super 84, Bowl yeah. shuffle. So um, that, I think that was like 46 to 10. Wilbur Marshall's one of my favorite players yeah. ever. And I have to explain who that is to people. Um, but the Bears um, Giants in the fog and wind game where Sean Landetta went to punt and the ball moved so far he missed it. Is that the same one that Scott Norwood missed to win it for the Giants? That, uh, that Super Bowl? Nope. This is this is a playoff game. Okay. Um, but the, the Giants... Might have been the same year then. The Giants-Bills game where, where Scott Norwood missed. Yeah. That one was great too. Lawrence Taylor, again, people... This is something my dad would have said, right? So people that missed these players playing, like dad would have said this about Jim Brown uh, because I never saw Jim Brown and I would talk about running back to Jour and he'd be like, yeah, well, he's not Gail Sayers. Right. Right. So we watch pass rushers and it's like, yeah, but you didn't see Lawrence Taylor, right? Or we talk about the next great defensive tackle and it's like, yeah, he's good. He ain't Reggie White, but he's good. I know we have reached that generation where yes, we, we are have. the get off my lawn exactly. guys. I think one of the best playoff games that I ever saw, and it certainly depends on what style you like. Do you remember when the St. Louis Rams, the greatest show on turf, played against that Tampa Bay Bucks, Derek Brooks, John yeah. Lynch, Warren Sapp defense? St. Louis won, but I want to say it was, you know, with a few minutes left, I want to say it was 10-9. Well, and, and that- Which some people would say is super boring football, but it was, this is what you came for. To see an offense struggle against the defense. Well, and the and that Super Bowl that year where it was Tampa and Tennessee, St. No, Louis, St. And Tennessee, Louis and, St. Louis and Tennessee, where the Rams won by a yard, by a yard. Mike Jones the, saved you know, the universe. You know, most memorable, uh, and and I, you know I don't like the Patriots, but the Patriots Atlanta Super Bowl when Atlanta was up and it was like just don't let New England score before halftime, and the minute they did, I looked at my buddy and I said. New England's winning this game. They should never have let them back in it. Well, and again, I couldn't bring any of those up because no dog in the fight. With the Patriots, I certainly did. We bump out with Wish You Were Here because Vikings NFL playoffs. Uh, we wish you were here. Brian Prudhomme, Dave Cook, Dave Hoops is next. Stick around. We'll be right back. That song is happy. We talked about the Vikings missing the NFL playoffs. That does not make me happy, but I'll tell you this much. A guy that always seems to be happy, finds a positive spin on everything, is Mr. Dave Hoops. He's one of our illustrious sponsors. We've got quite the list. Here's Dave Cook with more. OAR Holdings. Krause Heating and Cooling, your carrier HVAC authorized dealer. Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing. Sammy's Pizza, the Blackwoods Group, including their locations on London Road, in Proctor, in Two Harbors, Blackwater, right downtown, and Tavern on the Hill up by the colleges. Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Stewart's Bike Sports and Trophies, Mike Regan at Christensen Group Insurance, the original Aurora Architecture Studio, kept the lights on when nobody else did, and then... Our next guest, Dave Hoops from Hoops Brewing. Without further ado, let's go right to him because, again, we bumped in with the song Happy because he is Mr. Positivity. Tell us what you're happy about this weekend, Dave Hoops. For us, I know it's no lack of sporting events to attend, to follow. Mid-January, pretty busy. Good morning, sir. Well, good morning. Um, Lots of things. Uh, That's a great entry (laughs) into this conversation. (laughs) Uh, uh, yeah, I went to the Dogs game. That was great last night. Um, very happy about that win. Um, and um, super happy about uh, the Timberwolves, the way they're playing right now. Really excited for Ice Bowl 2. We already texted about that yep. tonight. Um, and also, I'm also happy. I want to just lead off with this. We talked about this. Um, we have tickets for all the UMD games at work at down at Hoops Brewing. And Today, it's short notice, but we happen to have uh, four tickets for the ladies' game today at three versus Bemidji State, number seven ranked ladies. So anybody listening, um, if you want to text 218-721-8880, that's 218-721-8880, what year did hoops open? First right answer, the tickets will be waiting for you at the bar for the 3 o'clock game if anybody's interested. Sorry to jerk that out of the... The, the the beginning. But no, that's fine. Oh, you told me you would do that, and we talked about how you're happy. You're about to make some people happy because 
Free tickets courtesy of Hoops. If you know what year Hoops Brewing opened. Now, Dave, I think, is Googling the answer. Don't give it away. No, I won't. But again, give that number out one more time. I think I got 218-721-8880. That is correct. And we'll do this occasionally throughout the winter uh, on the show uh, because we love to give away tickets and we love people that love sports. And we love UMD hockey, boys and girls. No doubt about that. And UMD, St. Scholastica, just about every high school you can think of. Icebreaker tournament on the youth side. Plenty of hockey action today. I think you're probably eating this up, aren't you? Oh, yeah, it's great. Uh, The dogs play Minnetonka today. It would be amazing if they could stay close in that game. The hounds do, yes. I like your style, calling them the dogs. Yes, Duluthies, Minnetonka. Yeah, that's what I meant. Sorry, I'm I'm, I'm pulling a Dave. I speak hoops. It's a Dave thing. I speak hoops. Uh, All right, um, so Dave Hoops, I'm going to do with you what Dave and I are going to do in the final segment today, so we won't say much, but I love your football prognostications week in and week out. So what I'm going to do, you can spend as much time telling me why as you'd like, but I'm going to walk you through each of the playoff games this weekend. You tell me who you got winning them, okay? Oh, thank you. This is going to be great. All right, so let's start with this. The playoffs kick off this afternoon. Cleveland at Houston, Browns at Texans. Kevin Stefanski against the defensive guru, Coach Ryan. Who you got? I have Houston, and um, it's really interesting. It's the team uh, what with the most turnovers in the league, the Browns. Um, two heavily penalized teams. I think that the X factor is the youngster um, who <laughs> isn't very good against man coverage. Um, CJ, but I, I think that he's going to have a great game, and I love the Flacco story, of course, but uh, the Houston story is better for me, and I'm, I'm going to pick them 27-24. All right, I like it. I'm going to tell you this. Radio is not a visual medium, and you knew that, but Dave Cook was face-palming the whole time because just about everything you said are the things I was telling him earlier today as well, but again, Dave and I will expand, Dave Cook and I, that is, in the final segment today, but you're getting Dave Hoops prognostications now. Dave Cook, I would say go with his before ours, wouldn't you? A hundred percent. Dave's got this light heartedness about his picks. He's just a more positive person. I'd be more positive in what he's saying. He doesn't get blinded by my like... Well, and people today, radio's not a visual medium, but they'd be blinded by Dave Cook's shirt. I blend in. Moving on to what Dave Hoops anointed Ice Bowl 2. Miami visiting Kansas City. Sub-zero temperatures apply. Who you got, Dave Hoops? Well, first, I I don't think there's a controversy that they're trying to make out of it. What? I think it's only on Peacock, if I'm right. Yeah, Am the I streaming right? service being exclusive homes for NFL playoff games, that's that's a different story for a different time. I have them, so I'm not worried yeah. about it, but I, I think I think you're robbing the general public, and a sport that's already king to do that is insane. I think, though, Dave, I think there might be something to the Taylor Swift fans don't watch the NFL, but they want to watch this. So if we put it on there and NBC makes a couple of shillings, we're good to go. It's not like the NFL has shied away from making money before, and I love that Dave Cook brings up shilling more often than Kurt's family. Go ahead. Well, and let's just ask, has the decline of Mr. Kelsey this season had anything to do with his love life? Now, that's a People Magazine discussion. Right, so there's another Yeah, there. I was going to say, that's, that's good tabloid-type stuff. I do know some tabloid-style writers in our area, but I don't know if they'll take you up on that. It's interesting because... Whether they're related or not, I'm not sure. But I've said on this show before, people get so upset about the Taylor Swift discussions, and I laugh at how upset they get, where the people that should be thrilled about it are the Chiefs because it's masked how bad they've been lately. But I think this team flips yeah. a switch. What do you think, Dave Hoops? Who you got in that one? You know, I I, I think Miami's going to win, but I'm picking KC for all the reasons we just talked about. Right. And the X factor, really, the X factor to me, is their coach, not just Mahomes. Andy Reid is a beauty. Just that's all you need to say. And, um, you know, they need to win this game. Their home field advantage kind of got blown away because nobody has an advantage in this game due to that. Um, I think that the Chiefs win it in a, in a good, close game. Uh, 28 points for them. Uh, let's say 27 for Miami. But I do think Tua is going to have a pretty good game, and he's terrible. What, he's old for a lifetime, under 40 degrees or something like that, I was reading. Um, I think a great game. I'm going to pick the Chiefs in a nail-biter, and it should be a lot of fun. All right, let's keep this moving. I like the coach take that you had because after a week that saw Bill Belichick have to move on, if he moves on, Pete Carroll 
have to move on. If he moves on, Nick Saban, hang it up. Mike Vrabel. How long? Well, yeah, Mike Vrabel on a different tier <laughs> than those other guys. But, you know, Nick Saban obviously exiting as well. You brought up Andy Reid. I wonder how much longer, win or lose, he chooses to do this. But let's go to Sunday's triple header. And we'll move a little bit quicker because I want Dave to sneak in some questions too. And we got to get Coach Vasicek on the show here shortly. Pittsburgh and Buffalo. I don't think Pittsburgh has a chance, but I've said that for five weeks in a row maybe, and Mike Tomlin keeps winning. Who you got, Dave Hoops? I'll go quick. It's Buffalo all the way. They are my, you know, they're my pick for the Super Bowl. So I'll just say that right now and leave it there. All right, so I've said this before. I'll say it again now, and I'll probably say it again later in the show. Packers-Cowboys. To me, the winner is any shower in Minnesota because if any Minnesota fan says anything positive about either of those two teams, you should have to shower immediately. But who wins this game? Dallas wins this game. Um, I'm not a hater of of the Packers. Um, I tend to root for them in the playoffs, but I don't like Dallas at all. But I think I love Dak. And I also think that Dallas is going to make a lot of noise and at least get to the NFC Championship game. There's my pick. Lions hosting the Rams and a couple of quarterbacks with some revenge, if you will. Goff versus the Rams, Stafford versus the Lions. Who wins? Uh, Every day the Rams win that one, and it's not even about revenge. It's just that Stafford is deserved better. Um, The Rams are a solid team, and, you know, I don't really – I don't want Detroit to win. (laughs) I'm just picking the Rams. (laughs) All right, fair enough. I don't mind if Detroit wins. I'm with you, though. I think the Rams are the – better team if they play it fundamentally correct we'll, we'll see what happens i got a feeling that one's going to be a blowout i don't know which direction uh monday night it's philly traveling to tampa we all made fun of the nfc south because somebody has to win it but philadelphia has been worth making fun of here recently too and news this morning that aj brown won't play who you got um i don't mind the fact that he can't play i feel bad for him but i don't care for philadelphia really they're fans and I Baker's just fun, so I I'm gonna pick the Bucks just because I really would prefer the Eagles to go away. There All right, so Dave Cook has a glow about him because you talked positively about his guy Baker Mayfield. We've only got a couple minutes, but I know Dave Cook, you've got good questions. So pick your best of yep. the best one I've or two, got... and let's roll. All right, so we had uh, uh, some college football coach uh, resign this this week, and we've heard nothing but Saban's the best coach of all time. Dave, I want to put some names and numbers in front of you, and I want you to make the argument that either Saban is the greatest or he's just current. All right, you ready for this? Woody Hayes went 238, 72, and 10, five-time national championship. Nick Saban, 280 wins, 69 losses, seven national championships. Frank Leahy from Notre Dame, four national championships, only 107 wins, but only 13 losses. Uh, Pop Warner, we name a whole trophy after him. Four- There's a whole league level of play after him. Four-time national champion, 336 wins, 114 losses. Bobby Bowden, Topher Davis knows a little bit about Bobby. 377 wins, but 129 losses, two-time national champion. The original wishbone, Bud Wilkerson at Oklahoma, three-time national champion, 145-29. and 29. Eddie Robinson, Nine-time champion at the HBCU level, 408 wins, 165 losses. Newt Rockney, he of the speech, three-time national champion, 105-12. and 12. Notre Dame coaches don't stay around as long, but they win. Tom Osborne, Nebraska, 225 wins, 40 losses, three-time national champion. We only have a two-hour show. How many coaches do you have Bear left? Bear Bryant, six-time oh, national more. champion. 323 wins, 85 losses. Again, Saban won seven times, 280 wins. Uh, John Gallardi, four-time champ at the NIA and D3 level, 489 wins and 103 losses. And, of course, P.J. Fleck, no nationals, but 50 and 34. Not to be like a judge in court, but is there a question, Counselor? I want to know who the best coach of all time in college football is. Dave Hoops, go ahead. That was beautiful, Dave. Well done. And you could have just saved it all because I would have just voted Bear Bryant before you even spoke. Um, A lot of reasons. Longevity first, what, nearly 40 years. Uh, More of a classic Lombardi-type coach. I I think he's synonymous with the best, and I'll keep it short. Now, I know it doesn't make for great radio when one of you says something and I jump in with, I agree, or absolutely, or yep. Because I could have, because when you told me you were going to run this list by Dave Hoops, what did I say to you right away this morning? I said, Nick Saban is awesome. 
I'm not sure he's the best at his own school. I brought up Bear Bryant right away. Now, as you read off that list, I will tell you a couple other things real quick. Tom Osborne was the one that I feared as a child going, well, that team is going to win because Tom Osborne is in charge. I can give Bobby Bowden some love because I like seeing Topher Davis smile, and he's probably our most dedicated West Coast and listener. And he was fun. Right. Topher or Bobby? Bobby. Topher's fun, but yeah, Bobby. Topher's pretty fun. But then my father is a Johnny, graduate of 1970. So if I don't bring up gags a little bit because the stories I heard, I'm being remiss. So I'm going to localize it, and I'm going to take the St. John's guy, but if I stick to D1... I'm going Bear Bryant or Tom Osborne. See, Tom Osborne was the answer. And to I me hate Nebraska. Until the fact he couldn't change when football changed, right? Uh, he just couldn't. Woody Hayes was fantastic, but he beat some kid up on the sidelines, which takes him right out of it, doesn't it? But how about Eddie Robinson and 400 wins? Right. And all Doug Williams and, and that whole group of, of players that he gave opportunities to and won. What about real quick, who's the first coach that made an impression on you? Like somebody says, college football and the coach that you think of immediately, good or bad. Because for me, it's Lou Holtz. Because Notre Dame was on constantly. And people remind me, oh, he used to coach the Gophers. And I went, well, why'd we get rid of him? Well, he didn't do anything here and he left right away. But who's the coach that if somebody says college football, you go, oh. Yes, uh, there's there's three, right? It's Woody Hayes first because that was when I was a kid. That was the guy you didn't like, Woody Hayes. Um Lou Holtz is one of them, but it is because he turned the Gophers from a laughing stock into a, at least a decent team for two years. But the, the co- and you're going to have to help me remember his name because it's corpuscles jumping and blood pressure pumping. Gopher football coach, the one who coached. Um, it's not Tim Brewster, is it? No, it's Jim Wacker. Yes, Jim All Wacker. Right. Thank you for the name, but he's the one that got me gassed up for college football. I was going to say, as long as you didn't say John Gunnikunst, we were going to be fine. Dave Hoops, who you got? Who's the first name that comes to mind when somebody says, hey, college football? Oh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'd probably bear Brian again, but you, you know what came to mind when you said that immediately for me was Dean Smith, but then you guys switched it right I know. Football, if, if you go college sports, it's if, okay. Yeah, if we would have gone yeah. college sports entirely, I think I would have probably listed Brooks, 15 right? basketball coaches before I named a football coach, but that's me. Speaking of that's me, one of the things I love to do is come down to Hoops Brewing. As we close, give everybody the best reasons why. We can talk sports with you forever, and we do, but we're being remiss if we don't talk beer. Give it to us. Well, thanks, guys. This has been just super fun. It's going to be a great day. So we have a brand-new batch of rink rat, and like you mentioned, the biggest youth women's girls uh, high school or uh, hockey tournament in the country is going on, Icebreakers Tournament, and so rink rat, brand-new batch of Keller Pills. Brian, we got peach and pear and even more yes. exciting cherry stout coming Ooh. out for you. And English Porter is back, which is not many breweries make a porter. So we've got a lot of good stuff, and, of course, we've got uh, UMD hockey on both sides today as well. Got a lot going on down there. Super fun. Again, don't forget to text for those tickets. Maybe you got a winner already, but 218-721-8880. Free tickets for tonight. UMD's women, 3 o'clock against Bemidji, courtesy of Dave Hoops. All you got to do is tell them what year Hoops opened. All I know is we're glad it did. Thank you again, sir. We'll do it again next Saturday. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the games today and tomorrow and Monday. Absolutely. That's our guy, Dave Hoops. One segment left in hour one. We talked to an overtime winner. Dave Hoops has given away free UMD women's tickets. This is one of the best the UMD women have ever had, but she may want you to attend a different game today. Stick around. We'll be right back. We are going to talk to a lady who is just on fire in terms of accolades and coaching victories here recently. Julianne Vasicek should join us shortly. We'll work on that. Well, Dave Cook tells you to work on visiting all our great sponsors. Absolutely, Brian. And we just had a really great conversation with Dave Hoops and heading down to Hoops Brewing right now. Uh, I know he's super excited about the English Porter. We have a new player on Scholastica team from England. And so we need to see, we need to get him there to see what he thinks about the Porter, right? OAR Holdings, Cruise Heating, Krause Heating and Cooling, your carrier HVAC authorized dealer in Northeastern Minnesota. Advantage Emblem and Screen Printing, Sammy's Pizza, the Blackwoods Group, including their locations up by us, a tavern on the hill, Blackwater right downtown, Two Harbors location, Proctor location, and of course the the wonderful location on London Road. Mount Royal Bottle Shop, Stewart Spike Sports and Trophies if you're here for the icebreaker and you need a little bit of something for your team or for yourself, Stewart Spike Sports and Trophy right next to the Heritage Center. And Mike Regan at Christensen Group Insurance and the original Arola Architecture Studio. 
That is very well done. We're about to find out if our phones are very well done or simply done because it wasn't cooperating with me. Trying to connect with Coach, but let's see if she's there. So this might be a live on-air production meeting. But Julianne Vasicek, are you with us? And good morning. I'm going to say that's a no. I just got a text that said call again. So we're going to go ahead and call her again. Her segment might be a little bit short, but you can recap the big victory last night. Yeah, absolutely, Brian, because it was one of those games that for the first period and a half, you were like, goodness gracious, why am I still here? It was. We got pinned into our own zone. Uh, You know, Concordia played really, really well last night. And then our first line and our second line decided that we weren't going to lose this game. We had some excellent play by the defenseman. Lisa LaRoche was aggressive. She's from Minnetonka. Uh, Lizzie Northquest from Blaine. She's our senior captain. She she played really, really well and hustled all over the place. We had really good goaltending from Kinsey Cole, who's up from Cohasset. But the the story of tonight or last night was Abby Polkamp from Brainerd. We won 4-3 in overtime. She had the hatter, but the trick was she won it in overtime so quickly. It was 22 seconds in. She took the puck, dangled a couple of, of times, plugged it in underneath the goalie into the net, and the place went bonkers. We love sports, not always because the game is pretty, but how it ends dramatically, and that was a dramatic win. Absolutely, and again, what will they do for an encore? You don't have to wait very long to find out. This afternoon, you get a second shot at things. Well, what's going to happen is their announcer is going to have a much better starting lineup because he got pretty excited about the song last night, and maybe nobody else could hear their starting lineup. So we're going to fix that for sure. All right, so speaking of fixing, we'll see if we fix the phones. We'll try coach again. And if we don't have her, I'll tell you what, we'll just kind of echo her accolades for her because she'd probably prefer we do that anyway because I know we've asked her a number of times, can we say this about you? Can we say this about you? And she's too humble. She shrugged her shoulders and said, I'd rather you didn't. I was teasing her yesterday. I said, can I say Hall of Famer when I announce you as as the head coach? And she just said, no. There was no like other stuff. Julianne's usually talkative. It was just no. So we didn't. All right, let's see if we can get her talkative today. Coach, are you there? And good morning. I am. Good morning, guys. All right. Awesome. So we are going to do this micro machine style because we've got under six minutes left with the segment. So again, Dave, recap the big victories. Recap how you're feeling about your team right now because things are on the upswing and hoping to continue today. Um, I think last night's win just showed great resilience. Um, I think it's something we've been talking about over the last couple of years uh, with this group in particular that's been, you know, aging through the program. Uh, you know, we've had some tough losses at times, um, and we've gotten down and not been able to come back. And I think yesterday that, uh, that win just showed, you know, a bit of resilience. You know, being down 2-0 isn't easy against uh, a team that works as hard as Concordia, and they just kind of chipped at it and chipped at it. And I will say since earlier in the season, you know, even sometimes when we're in those tight games and we get a goal scored on us, they've come back, and that was very indicative in the St. Kate series as well. So we're just really happy to see how they responded. No question about that. And because we are pressed for time, and I know Dave Cook wants to talk to you about your team, I want to squeeze this in before the four and a half minutes we have left go by and we don't at all because coaches are great about making it about their team and not about themselves. But we do have to make a little bit of this segment today about you because congratulations being named the 14th member of UMD Women's Hockey 25th anniversary team. You always talk to me about your great memories. I talk to you about loving watching you play. What did this mean to you in general? This is awesome. Um, it's, it's incredible. Uh, I've, I've played with so many exceptional players and, you know, within the program 25 years, there's been so many, I mean, I've been following the release of them and just, you know, a lot of them are teammates and, and just kind of knowing that there's been multiple Olympians coming through the program. I mean, I think it's, it's, it's the next 25 years go on, you know, I'll, I'll probably drop out of that list. And, and that's a good thing because uh, the program continues to recruit, you know, high level, you know, winners. And, and that's great to see. So um, it's just, I, I can't say enough about my time at UMD and how wonderful it was and, and what an impact it made on my life to to play for Shannon and still call her a friend. So um, absolute honor. I just don't see her dropping off that list, but go ahead, Dave Cook. She's again, too humble. Go well, ahead. it's, I have two questions on. I only you have, have time, time for, for one, right? The first one, uh, the one I'm going to talk about in the future is I want to talk to you about playing for Shannon, but we're not going to do that now. Cause I want to talk about, uh, your team real quick and some of the players from last night that game got really really chippy and got uh, a little bit taken away but I thought your player Lisa LaRoche kind of set a tone then afterwards like you can't mess with us tell us about the aggressive nature of last night and then talk to us about how your players kind of settled it down whether it was Lisa or Martin or any of those other players 
Yeah, um, Lisa's come a long way uh, in her four years. I think she was she was somebody that you know has always been very uh, physical, and she protects her teammates. And so you know she's kind of had to learn how to control that at times. And I think she's doing an exceptional job right now. And there, the fact of the matter is, there are times where they get inside the goalie and things like that, and you got to let them know that they cannot get that easily, and or you cannot just put a hit against a teammate. But at the same time, I heard a lot of talk on the bench last night just about how we need to keep playing our game. And the thing is, is part of our identity is speed. And so we know that, you know, some teams are going to have to try and slow us down in certain ways. So the biggest thing is you can't, you can't necessarily protect the refing crew, you know, each night. Uh, sometimes they're the same, sometimes they're different, and sometimes they're just going to call games certain ways. So you got to find a way to work through that adversity. And that's part of the resilient message, uh, you know, that I talked about earlier too. Absolutely. So in two minutes or less, because Dave and I do it all the time, and Dave will do it because he knows that's where he's going this afternoon, but I'm going to give you the floor just to encourage folks to come out and watch your game this afternoon. Yeah, there's a great tournament in town, the Icebreaker, great youth tournament, and you know it's a 2 o'clock game. Uh, all these series in the Mayak are very exciting. You know, One great thing about moving to the Mayak is every team is good, and on any day, any team can steal a game. So I expect that Concordia is going to come back prepared today. They're going to come back hungry. Uh, you could, you know, kind of see their heartbreak last night when they pushed so hard to tie that three to three, and then we ended it in OT. So um, it's one of the best things about this league is we get pushed on a daily basis. And one of the best things about that is it prepares our student athletes for life, um, how to get through adversity and how to how to keep working through tough situations and how to kind of manage emotions. So um, if you want to see some great hockey today, and if you've been enjoying the PWHL and seeing that, you know, you're going to see a high level hockey game today, uh, at two o'clock here at Mars. So. Coach, you did such a great job of brushing on so many of the things that I had the honor of talking to you at halftime of the Saints women's basketball game back on Wednesday. The phone bugaboo, the one positive we can get out of that is, I've probably said this to you before, but Coach, we owe you one because we need to continue this discussion soon because there's so many things I want to touch on. The growing of the game, you mentioned the big icebreakers tournament, the PWHL having that next level to shoot for, your team playing as well as they are. You know, the women's basketball team, you're a big supporter of them for the Saints and they're growing as well. My point is, let's do this again, because I love talking to you, and we need to do it for much longer. Absolutely, and, and, and locally, I would just encourage everybody to continue to support um, you know, all of our local student-athletes, and especially those women-athletes, because we've got a lot of exceptional ones playing in the PWHL right now and, and within the local programs. So continue to get out there and support your programs. Coach, we appreciate you. We're bumping you out with Meet Me in Montana. I've never called you that, and I still won't. You're <laughs> I Ju- won't either. You're Julianne for me. Coach, good luck today, and we'll talk soon. <laughs> You and my mom, Brian. Thanks. All right. I have that in common with her. I'll take it. (laughs) That'll do it for hour number one. Stick around. Hour number two is next. A lot of football, post-mortem, Viking style. Stick around. Northland Sports Page. We'll be right back.